Then his wife sees that he's sleeping, she wakes him up. He's like, my dear wife, I heard in Shul this beautiful thing from the, from the Darshan. He said that no matter what, nobody can take away my parnasa. It's gonna come to us if we need it. She's like, wow, <laughs> this Darshan, he got paid. He got paid for his drasha. You're not getting paid, you're not getting, he, he got paid. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the Play Hard, Play Hard YouTube channel and podcast. If you're watching or listening, please remember do, to subscribe. It's free. Yes, it's free. And uh, do your thing, whether it's rating, whether it's liking, just support us. And uh, let's get on with the story. So, there is, there was a certain Rebbe. His name was Reb Noyach of Lechvich. Someone who I've who I haven't heard a lot of, of growing up, but uh, this is a very, very nice story. And um, basically, he, he says a story that there was someone who was, who was Zoyche, who was a Pashta guy who was Zoyche to have his uh, Parnasa come to him. What's the story? The story goes like this. There was a Pashta guy, a very simple guy, but a very sincere person. Ernst Yid. His name was Hirschke. And the way he would make money, him and a few other people, a few of his friends or a few of his colleagues, you know, people who do the same thing, they would make money by buying food, buying goods from uh, Goyim who would come to the marketplace. They would buy, you know, let's say hides and honey, wax, you know, different stuff that they could, they would buy and sell. And what they would do, this group of people would do, they would go very early in the morning of the day of the marketplace to the outskirts of the town to meet the people and, and make deals with them to buy stuff on the wagons already on the way to the marketplace. They would be ahead of everybody else. But that's what they would do. And one Shabbos, uh, in their little town, there was a darshan, a person who would, you know, or a magid, you would say, someone who came to give a drashan. So, a preacher. <clears throat> yeah, it was very good. And this, he was actually a real guy. You know, some of these magidim, some of these preachers were phonies. But he was a real, you know. You don't do this. Exactly, exactly. This preacher, this darshan said, very sincerely, he said that there's, he, it, well, part of what he was saying was, part of his drasha was that a person can never, ever lose money because of somebody else. Nobody can take away the money from you that was set aside for you. Doesn't matter what you think, oh, this person opened up a shop next to me. No, if you're meant to have your parnasa come to you, it's going to come to you no matter what. Interesting. And this Hirschke was such a, sincere person and it really really it, it touched him very deeply and he really took it to heart and he decided you know what <laughs> there's no reason for me to go wake up in the freezing cold go into the outskirts of the town and, and get I, I, anyways it's going to come to me if, I, if if hashem wants it to come to me it'll come to me in my house so why should i go out with everybody in the freezing cold and deal with these guys that come to me that sounds very close to home right now because it is 24 degrees outside it is very cold in new york here. yeah we, we can relate what about the fact that you have to make a kaylee? One, one second. Is he going to dabble more and learn more by not to do Well, first of all, bitachin itself is an incredible kaylee, as you're going to see. So, so, so what happens? So, now, the day of the market comes, and he's sleeping. His wife, his wife, his wife sees that he's sleeping. She wakes him up. He's like, my dear wife, 
I heard in Seoul this beautiful thing from the, from the Darshan. He said that no matter what, nobody can take away my parnasa. It's going to come to us if we need it. She's like, wow, oh, this Darshan, he got paid. He got paid for his drasha. You're not getting paid. You're not getting paid. He, he got paid. The drasha did it very well for him, but it's not going to do anything good for you. And she's, you know, really starting to, you know, berate him and, and, and be not nice to him. Like, you know, you're parnasa, you're, you're irresponsible. He's not listening. He knows, right? He has bitachim. Now, meanwhile, right, the, the root of the wagons going to the marketplace would pass by their house. So he hears as the wagons pa- pass by the area, and they can hear the voices of the, of, the, of the other merchants who he would normally go with, making deals with the, with, 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 with the people coming, with the merchants coming. And his wife is like, don't you see? <laughs> they're they're, they're going to make, they're going to, you're going to sell everything good and you're not going to be able to buy anything. He says, Shem's going to send me my, uh, my, what, what I need if, if I deserve it. All of a sudden they hear from, from outside of the voices of, of the, of the guy who we're selling saying, we're not going to make any deals until, until Hirshka comes. <laughs> so, so he says, so, so, so they say very slyly, I don't know what kind of friends these were. I don't know if they're whatever. I don't know who, it doesn't say they were mama's friends or whatever. They were people he, he would go along with. Exactly. They said, oh, Hershka died. And so they say, Hershka died. I can see why you said they're not friends. Yeah, but 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 they said, you're lying. They go and they bang on his door and they say, Hershka, get up. And then Hershka came, he opened the door, they came inside, they did all the deals and he had what he needed. And from then on, he waited at home and every single time the marketplace came, they would come to him personally and they would do this, the selling and the buying. Everything he needed to do over there. Wow. And he and he and he had a much more honorable uh, parnasa, you know. And Reb Nechav Lechvich finished by saying the reason why he was echad is because he did it 100 percent sincerely. He didn't start to go and see how to capitalize on this and make oh be right oh try to figure it out and try to do chachmas. Second, anybody tries to take this bitachin and mix it with chachmas, you lost the whole thing. The whole point is is pure bitachin, innocence, and 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 just. Pure sincerity, understanding that whatever you deserve from Hashem, you're going to give without any chachmas. Anyway, so we should merit that Hashem sends us our parnasa in, in, in the most direct way, without any hardships, just like this person. We should merit, more importantly, to have this level of bitachin, and that the bitachin itself will be so strong that it itself will be the kli, when you merit to Mashiach Tzidkenu very, very soon, right now, and Gutvach, remember to like and subscribe or rate us wherever you are. Thank you for joining the Prayer Player Podcast, whether you're watching or listening, uh, and YouTube channel, sorry. Um, yeah, Hanan, what do you have to say? Um, hi. So we mentioned the Shmuel Munga story briefly, so might as well give a synopsis over that. Hey. It's just, just a phenomenal story. You mean synopsis? Synopsis, sure. Shnopsis. Let's go with that. Um, so Shmuel Munga's, uh, first thing to give a little oh, background, no. He was a chassid of the altar Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, and uh, Mung and Rebbeim after that as well. I think he he lived until the Rebbe uh, Marash was a kid and he used to babysit her. Um, so, but back to this. So he was traveling. He was in his town, and one of these preachers, these like a magid, but not a real one. But uh, you'll hear why. Was a real guy. 
he came and he started saying all this fire and brimstone, the fact that you have to repent now, and if you don't repent, you're going to get to go into this level of punishment, that level of punishment, and the world will come, and all these really, really, really awful things. And uh, Shmumogus heard this, and so when the guy was sleeping, Shmumogus snuck into his room and sat next to his bed, and when the guy woke up, Shmumogus was uh, sharpening a knife, not just any knife, it was a knife that was used to slaughter cows, a a, 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 a Shochet's knife. Chalaf. Chalaf. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you. I'm like blanking on the actual name of the knife. Um, but uh, he, was sharp, he was sharpening it. Slowly. Going, you know, with the stone. Back and forth. And the preacher woke up. And was like, what's going on? And everyone's well. Shmonkas would take the blade and test a hair on it. Shake his head and just not even say anything. Just keep sharpening his blade. And the guy's getting a little scared now. And he's like, what are you doing here? And Shmuelmonger says, look, Rosh Hashanah's coming. And the preacher's like, yeah, I know. That's why I gave a speech to try to inspire Gideon to do tshuva and to, be, to repent and become better. And Shmuelmonger's like, these people are good, Gideon. You know that. They, they don't really know all the ways of Torah, but uh, they, they do what they can. And the, the, <laughs> the Magad's like trying to figure out what's going on. This time. He says, so what are you doing? He said, well, um, this town, there, there, there's a custom for people to when when come right for Shana to pray at a gravesite of a of a holy righteous man a tzaddik, and unfortunately the, this town has never had a tzaddik buried here, so the people here aren't able to do that. And the Magad's like, uh, okay, and Shmuel just continues and he says, since you're such a holy rabbi, you must be one of these tzaddikim. So I decided to add you to the cemetery. So the Jews have someone to pray by. And the guy's like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait a second. I'm not such a holy guy. And he started listening to some, some of the barriers he does. And Shmuel Monk is like, no, no, those are small. These people, you gave that fiery speech. These people are much worse than you. So, and he started saying even bigger sins. And Shmuel was, no, 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 don't worry. You're still good. And he just kept sharpening knife, testing it, sharpening it, testing it. And the guy's turned white and scared and he started stuttering and he started mentioning even bigger things and bigger things and bigger things and Shmuel says aha see you're a fake too you should be the one repenting and leave these poor innocent Jews alone and he left the room beautiful beautiful there you go. so good luck remember to like and to subscribe so you can see more of me on this wonderful play hard play hard pray hard play hard podcast Happens to the best. Uh, YouTube channel. I, it's my first time saying these things. So <laughs> smash that like button. It's free to do. Rate us five stars. That's ten. Two yep. people. Five stars each. <laughs> All right. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Yeah. Seltzer. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that story. Every single week on Matzei Shabbos, we say another story. So please come back and stay tuned.